Praise God. We're initiating a week of prayer for our nation throughout the Saints Network, and I'm going to ask Monica to come and present what it is that has been prophetically communicated. Uh, as she's coming, I, I want to add to what Les said. You know, growing up, I was Ronnie. All of my nieces and nephews call me Uncle Ronnie. And um, uh, when I go back home, I'm, I'm just Ronnie. So I know the, I know the pain. And I was Bonnie. Not Imani. <laughs> we really are twins, if you didn't notice. Good morning. How is everyone today? Great. It's so good to have you all here. You're part of us, and it's just wonderful when you're actually physically here, but we know you're always with us spiritually. Amen? Amen. So it is with great privilege that... Um, I get to speak with you about really a commission that our apostle, through the leading of the Spirit, has, is bringing to us for prayer these next seven days. And, and as you all know, next Sunday is the day that we celebrate the 4th of July, which is um, the commemoration of our nation's freedom, the birth of our nation, and um, really a wonderful celebration that, that we get to celebrate. So we thought the, the best way to do that was to, we're all going to meet here on Sunday morning at 8 a.m., and we're going to do a 5K run. Who's in? <laughs> and we're going to pray while we run. We're going to do a prayer run, a, fun, a prayer fun run. A prayer fun run. <laughs> no, we have, we have a big week ahead of us, and there's a lot of moving parts to it, so just hang with me, okay? Hang with me. Um, first of all, I am speaking with the intercessors, the saints, sons and daughters of the Lord all over our country today. And, and those of you from other countries, if you want to join with us to pray for our nation, we welcome that. We love that. We would love to have you join with us. But this is really focused on the USA. This is focused on our nation. And how many of us would agree that we desperately need the move of God? We desperately need to be restored. We desperately need righteousness to be restored in our land. Amen? And, and so the Father is calling us as his intercessors. You know, he's, his eyes move to and fro throughout this whole earth looking for one. And he's looking here, and he's looking at the pockets of saints throughout this nation who will rise up and say, I will be faithful. I will be obedient. I will stand on behalf of righteousness being restored in this land. This is God's country right? This nation was founded in righteousness. It was established in righteousness. Our Pledge of Allegiance says one nation under God. And on our currency, I think it still says, in God we trust, right? That is the sovereign God that we serve. And when we look out in the natural, it's very disturbing. And, and I know all of us deal with just incredible pain 
at what's going on in our country. But we serve a sovereign God, and none of this is catching him unaware. He is aware of everything, and his plan is perfect. And so our privilege is to be able to commit ourselves for the next seven days to fasting and prayer according to his ways, his seven spirits, align ourselves with that, and just get on our faces and pray. And if you'll remember, in, in I believe it was the fall of 2020, the theme, the impetus of our seminar was, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That, that, that commission is still very much alive. And God is still going to move. Amen? But he is calling us once again to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek his face and to stand on behalf of this nation and the people in this nation and creation and cry out for him in repentance and believe that he will move. Amen? Amen. So we are going to give ourselves to fasting in prayer. And, and here's how it's going to work. First of all, this morning, we're going to launch this morning. Today is day one. And we are going according to the seven spirits of the Lord. I have a handout if I can have a paper passer. Paper passer. Oh, Allie, sorry, Les. Your biggest competitor is Les. just want you to know that. <laughs> Now, I want you to listen to me and not just say, I, I went, it's always hard when you pass something out because I really do want you to listen to, to, to what the Spirit is saying, okay? So beginning today, we're going to pray today, beginning today, beginning with the Spirit of Judgment and Burning. So it's corporate prayer today. Pastor, our apostle, is commissioning this whole thing, and he's going to launch us into prayer today. Today, we're going to pray over the church in America, Okay, judgment begins first in the house of the Lord. And so we're going to align ourselves with the spirit of judgment and burning. We're going to pray for the church of America. And tomorrow through Friday, Monday through Friday, I have a sign-up sheet right here. And I'm going to ask each one of you to pick a day to commit yourself to come into this house, into this sanctuary, and spend at least an hour in prayer. One day. So that we can, so that prayer can be going forth in the house of prayer, Monday through Friday, when we have no corporate meetings. Okay, so we will leave this up here before you leave. I would ask you to please sign, sign up for this. Um, and then we also have our network churches, who have picked a day every day, Monday through Friday. So we've got prayer covered in the different pockets throughout the nation of our network churches who are also going to be praying alongside with us in that. Then Saturday, which is July the 3rd, we have first Saturday prayer. And so we will gather here in the sanctuary together as the body, and we will pray according to the commission that um, our apostle gives to us, and that will be our corporate prayer time. Um, I believe that day is focused on the home, and we'll go through that in just a minute, but um, that will also be a day of prayer. And then that'll be our seventh day. And then Sunday, we're going to have some kind of celebration of freedom, of victory. We're going to celebrate 
in faith what God is doing. Amen? Amen. So that's our seven days. Now, it does go in accordance with the seven spirits. And so I want to just go through with you what you were just handed. First day, day one, we're going to pray over the church. And what I did was I picked seven major influences of power that are existent in our nation. Now, what I do ask, we are a, we are a Namatakos people, right? So we pray spiritual prayers. We are going to pray in the spirit. We're going to pray according to as the Lord puts in our spirit. What I gave to you is just somewhat of a template. I gave you some scriptures because it's important that we stand on the word of God in this hour. And, and so pray in the spirit, but also know, align yourself with these seven days, with the seven spirits, okay? We would also ask you to fast according, accordingly. And we've done that before. We're all familiar with that. Whatever God puts on your heart, that's what you fast according to the seven spirits. So the first day, we're going to pray for the church. The second day, we're going to pray, pray for our government. Federal, state, local, pray for our leadership, pray for the judges, just whatever God puts on your heart. Day three, we're going to pray for the education system. Lines up with wisdom and revelation. Day four, we're going to pray for the media. This is Prophecy, Life, and Supply. This is Wednesday. Day, day five, we're going to play, pray for the business sector. And this is Holiness and Saintliness on Thursday. Day six, we're going to pray for our military. And this aligns with the glory of God and his covering and protection over them. That's on Friday. And day, wait, I think I missed a day. Day seven is we're going to pray for the family unit. And we're going to believe for the Elishas to be raised up. We're going to believe for the restoration of the fathers to the sons. We're going to, we're going to pray for the family and for the home. And that the tabernacle of prayer and praise would continue to be established in the homes. Amen. So did I miss a day? I got them all. All seven. Okay. So I gave you some scriptures. There's other scriptures God may put in your heart. And all I ask you to do you know, there's two things, and I'm sure there's probably more, but two things that come to my heart when I think about freedom. The two passages. One is John 8:31, and he said, and then then said Jesus to the to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the truth, we stand on his word. He reveals his truth, and it, makes us, it sets us free. And then the second one is 2 Corinthians 3.17, where he says, Now the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So think about it. I mean, what has the enemy come, has come against? Has been the word, the truth, and the, the very manifestation of the presence of God, the spirit here in our nation. And so we're just going to bathe this nation in prayer and we're gonna we're gonna believe that the heavens are gonna shake and that righteousness is gonna be poured out and that God hears our prayers Psalm 118 5 says out of my distress I called on the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free he hears us he hears us and he's looking for an intercessor and so this is our moment that he has ordained for us to partner with him to stand on his word, 
to, to, to worship in spirit and in truth. That's proskuneo. That is the greatest, most powerful position that we have before the Lord. And so be faithful. I just ask you to be faithful and committed to this. This is very, very important to the Lord. And, and, and I'm just so thankful to be a part of this body and this body of saints to join together and really see the miraculous happen because I believe we're going to see the manifestation of his spirit and righteousness poured out. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to take the sign-up sheet. I'm going to put it down here, and I'll get a pen or get somebody to get a pen. And I believe that's all. So I'm going to close in prayer and then turn this back over to Apostle Ron. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege and the blessing to be able to serve you in this way. We come before your throne, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to pray. Thank you for the gift of diversities of tongues. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And, Lord, I just speak over every intercessor, every intercessor throughout this land, Lord, that you would pour your spirit into us and that that spirit would come up as a river of living water, that it would flow out of our, our, just flow out of us through intercession and through declaration, and that it would flow out into the streets, into the villages, into the cities, into our states, our nation, Father. Father, we offer ourselves to you as vessels of your spirit, and we commit our hearts to stand with you on behalf of what is on your heart to see happen in our land. Father, it's not by might nor by power, but it is by your spirit. And so we surrender to that today. And I just ask you, Lord, that your spirit would just flow so freely through each one of us. That you would give us multitudes of languages in our diversities of prayers, Lord. That you would expand us with your grace. Lord, put upon our hearts morning, noon, and night to intercede on behalf of what you, what is on your heart today. And as we come back here and meet next Sunday for our fun run, <laughs> for prayer and for, for celebration, Lord, we come back with just expectant hearts, knowing that you hear our prayers and that you are faithful, and we love you, and we serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, two more, two more things I want to say. You know, about over 20 years ago, the Lord began to teach us as intercessors about identification or repentance, and it's a beautiful thing. And he sent us throughout this city, he sent us throughout pockets of this nation on behalf of, of our relationship with France. He has taught us what that is in his heart. And so I just, I just want to say this to say, don't be surprised if he takes you there. Because we've got to repent for the sins of our land. And he is looking for vessels who are willing to go there with him. And so... Just be free in the spirit and just let him move through you. Just let him speak to your heart. Let him bring declaration through you of what his intention is, what the intention of his heart is. And then the other thing I want to say is the beautiful thing about the ways of God and the cycle of his ways, his seven spirits, is they all have a color. 
And when you take the fullness of those colors, the culmination of them, they form the bright white. And that bright white represents his truth. And so we are standing on behalf of that truth being released. And so just know that he's in this. He's all through this. He's in you. He is moving through you. And it's just such an incredible privilege to be able to serve him in this way. This is what we are created to do. This is who we were created to be, to partner with our Lord on behalf of this earth, his creation, and to see the restoration of it. So I bless you in this. I encourage you. I, I just, I affirm you in every way. And I'll see you at the throne, okay? Don't forget to sign the sheet. And for those of you that actually aren't in Dallas, pray with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for coordinating and launching this. Um, and thank you for this wonderful sheet to help us to stay focused. You now, I remember if you turn, if you'll turn in your Bibles to the Book of Psalm, chapter twenty, thirty-three, Psalm thirty-three. Um, I remember being in France at uh, Mark and Anne Marie Lebrun's church um, on that on a Sunday uh, when I first taught about the spirit of judgment and burning. And we were speaking to them about praying for their country. And um, I remember that they, somebody there had a huge flag of France, and they put it out in the center. And, and all the people were coming up weeping and laying on that flag and praying. It just really touched me. And, and afterwards, he said, uh, Pastor Mark said, do you know in the, in the French Bible, the spirit of judgment and burning is really translated as the spirit of damnation and destruction? And I thought, well, that sounds about right. <laughs> and that's not what this means at all. Uh, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Just really, you know what judgment and burning really means? It means to align, judgment, mishpat, to align with the purpose of God, to align with what he has written and what he has commissioned to be done and burning is just function. Burning is function. It's kind of like when you, if you work on a car and you get the engine ready to, to function. And when it, when it functions, it gets hot and it has power and it moves. And so the spirit of judgment and burning is not some dreadful thing. It's that we're saying, and that's why the judgment has to begin first in the house of God. Because the church really needs to function. And we do well today to speak uh, in our prayer about the church coming into alignment with what God has called us to be and that we would really function, function as chosen ones, function as sons and daughters. And I, I do want to say one more thing. Sometimes people, when we do these seven spirits fast and every day or every week is devoted to a certain dimension of what the scripture says a spirit of, of a differing spirit of God is. Uh, what do I do there? Uh, and to me, this is one of the most creative types of fasts you can do because it's very personal before the Lord. And if if you grasp, like for instance, what is judgment and burning? I just said what it is. You want that to happen in the church. 
you go before the Lord and you ask, Father, I know this is short notice, but you ask, Father, what would you want from me in this? And if you listen, he will, he'll let you know. And you just do that before him. It's not some kind of a penance. It's a partnership. And so I love this seven spirits pursuit because it is in alignment with the ways of God, but it is very personal. It's a very personal interrelationship between you and the Lord. So may God bless this and we launch it forward today and we look forward to what God is going to do next Sunday, July 4th. I don't know quite yet what's going to happen. I do know Monica McNatt is supposed to be teaching on that morning, but other than that, I don't know. So you'll just have to be sensitive and find out. It's That's Monica's birthday, July 4th? You're teaching? She's teaching on her birthday? Oh, there you are. Everybody's pointing. I'm thinking, wait a second. Where is she? Is she, she on the floor between Winford and Kathy? Which wouldn't surprise me. Well, my goodness, it's going to be a delightful, delightsome time. Isn't that something? So God bless this fast. And may the Lord um, bless you abundantly. All right. So we do have Communion Sunday, and that's, that's a wonderful way to begin such a thing. I have not forgotten about this. I am, I'm going to just bring a few thoughts that the Spirit put in my heart about this nation and what we're called to be as a people of God in this nation. So Psalm 33, uh, beginning at verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord, Yahweh. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Yahweh brings the counsel of the heathen to naught. He makes the devices of the people of none effect. That is a major verse. The counsel of Yahweh stands forever, and the thoughts of his hearts to all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he has chosen for his inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He beholds all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looks upon all the inhabitants of the earth. You know, verse, uh, we read these verses, and they're all wonderful. Um, I, I really felt that we needed to focus on two particular themes. One is in verse 10. The other is in verse 12. So verse 10, the plan of God brings the counsel of the heathen to nothing. And he makes the devices of the people of none effect. You know, there are a lot of counsels of the heathen and devices of the people trying to lay claim to the world, to our country today. Seems like every day you hear some new kind of nonsense that is being spilled out and almost being uh, a rewriting of what God has identified this nation to be, and, and, and almost a, a force-feeding, an attempt to force-feed things into us that are not true. I was reading early this morning about um, a government...
analysis that was recently done, and they they analyzed the um, the place in Washington D.C. where the National Archives is. And if you've ever been in there, it's it's just a beautiful rotunda. If any of you have seen the the movie National Treasure, uh, that's uh, that's where Nicolas Cage was going to go to to borrow the Declaration of Independence. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But it, it's just a beautiful place. Well, this, this commission by our government has stated that that whole rotunda, that whole place that you walk into is, is racist, and it, it has to be redone because it glorifies old, white, rich men. And so I don't know what they're going to try to do now uh, I, if, one time I went in there, when we went up there for the million man prayer gathering, that seems like forever ago. We saw Bob Crouch here yesterday. He was the one that organized that for many of us men to go. And Rick Dushan and I shared a room together, so I have great sympathy for you, Nancy. Uh, but uh, Rick remembers that. I also remember going with Rick to uh, a seafood restaurant, and, and he made an agreement with the... Uh, uh, with the waiter that if Rick could eat for a full hour, his meal would be free. And you know what? Rick did it. And the guy came over at like 50 minutes past, 50 minutes had already expired. He says, you don't have to eat anymore. I trust you. Um, but what a great time that was. But I remember going to that National Archives, and I had to stand in line to get in there. And when I walked in, there was a lot of men that had come for this, uh, this prayer gathering. And um, there were men of all colors that were in there. Just and at one point, there were pockets of men that were praying out loud and just asking God to bless. And it was just really inspiring. And uh, I thought, dear God, bless, bless this nation. Bless this nation. I remember uh, the copy of the Magna Carta was there at, at that point, And there were a lot of men. Uh, just standing there, stretching their hands forth, praying. And I thought, dear God, this is, this is just wonderful. But when I read that, I thought, what kind of nonsense is this? And th there's, there's all kinds of crazy things that are being said. Like Les was reading that passage today about the, the, the talents, the five to two and the one. And I remember reading... Um, and I mentioned this several months ago. I was, I was doing some research for a recent seminar, and I was reading through uh, a, a whole array of Richard Rohr's books, and one of the most nonsensical passages that, that he spoke about was he took, that, he took that scripture and he somehow twisted it into saying that it was an indictment of the capitalist system. And that the guy that was cast into outer darkness and, was, and the, that the scripture says was wicked and slothful was actually the most noble person in the place because he was standing against what, um, what wisdom financially really has been uh, stated throughout the world. And I thought, how can someone read this scripture and come away with a convoluted thought that what Jesus was saying was that the guy that was wicked and slothful and cast into outer darkness was actually the most noble character in that passage. So there are devices and there are notions that are wicked counsel and, 
and the, the thoughts of men and women that in many ways are inspired of the enemy, designed to destroy instead of to empower. And we're surrounded by those in our nation. And I just picked two out of the air. And you know, some would say, well, you shouldn't talk about that on Sunday. Well, what else are you going to talk about? You know, how else is the church going to know you better wake up and you better function before the Lord and you better recognize what God has called this nation to be and you better start being uh, on your face, as Monica mentioned, a seminar back in the fall and saying, Father, heal this land. There's a lot yet that God wants to do through the United States of America and it's not, it's not going to be accomplished by our rewriting our history or, or implementing devices of, of uh, the people uh, or the, the council of the heathen. We, it, it's just, it's our choice what we will accept. And uh, I see Sam he is here. Notice I called you Sam. And I, I was listening to um, Senator uh, Cotton from Arkansas. Uh, from the proud state, the wonderful state of Arkansas, you know, should get an amen from that back left corner. But um, he was interviewing um, the one of the, the main admirals in the Navy about what the preferred reading list was that they were spying, trying to get all the, the, the people that were coming into the armed forces, particularly the Navy, to read. And he was going down through some of the books that were on this preferred reading list and he was talking about how does this inspire what this nation is called to be? How is someone coming into the Navy reading that the United States was doomed from the start, had no religious origin, and is just bent to keep all the people of color down? How is somebody reading that going to be inspired to defend this nation? And it was a very interesting interchange. And... Um, I just really believe that we as the people of God need to recognize that a lot of what's going on around us right now is really the counsel of the heathen and the devices of people. And we need to say, Father, what do you want? And I think we know what God wants, don't we? He wants a people who will pray. He wants a people who will say, why did you put us in this most powerful nation on earth at the most crucial time frame in all of history. Why did you put your ecclesia here? And we need to get before the Lord and commit ourselves to that and believe the word of God. Don't let, don't let people with other agendas uh, twist the word of God and tell people that, that right is wrong and wrong is right. The Bible warns about that. And, and we need to be careful when that's happening. And guess what? It is happening. If you're not aware of it or not, it is happening. You know, when you say wide is the gate that leads to destruction and narrow is the way that, that leads to life and few there be to find it, you can't twist that around and say the narrow way is to do whatever you want to do and the wide way is this really restrictive uh, walk in God that God doesn't really like. I mean, it, it's uncanny to, to see how the enemy is trying to corrupt the church, how he's trying to do away with the word of God, and how he is trying to cause 
this blessed nation where millions of people are clamoring to come to to think that we're just horrible. And, you know, God needs his people to really come before the throne and say, Father, sin and darkness is upon this land and gross darkness is upon the people. But we want to be the ones that you said your light would shine upon. So that is, that is one of the things that David says here. But then in verse 12, blessed is the nation who reveres the heart of Elohim and who commits to his plan and the people who he has chosen for his own inheritance. Chosen. A chosen people. What does that mean? Well, this word chosen is, uh, is, is Bahar, and it is, there's derivatives of this, and it really means two things. It means to recognize that you have been specifically selected, and then it means for you to demonstrate that same type of quality that you in your service to the one who has chosen you be also a person who is specified in their choosing. Do you know that the first time this word was used, and I believe in the law of first issuance, when the spirit who authored these books uh, uses a word for the first time, it is a notable thing. And I think you may be surprised at the first time this word was used. It was used in the book of Genesis during the time of Noah, when it says that the sons of some of the fallen sons of Elohim looked upon the women of earth, found them to be fair, and chose of themselves wise wives. It's very interesting that the enemy has not changed his tactic very much. He wants the people that have been created to serve God to actually enter into a mode of choosing to serve darkness. And why would God allow that first issuance to be that? Probably for the same reason that he allowed for the first time, the, the, me the, the first times of the measure of agape, the root of agape in the Old Testament, which means to breathe hard after God, the majority of those times was devoted to the enemy. You see, for God, he wants you to just know right up front that when it comes to his heart for you, the enemy has hated that from the very beginning. Jesus said that Satan was a man-killer from the beginning. He hated from the very first time God enunciated his plan for you and for me. The enemy wanted to destroy that. And so when you find a first issuance of a powerful theme like chosen being uh, grappled with for whether it's going to serve darkness or light, you know that it's very important in the economy of God. Now, how did God deal with those people uh, in Noah's day? Well, we know what happened. We know that God called Noah created Noah to commune with him and to serve him and to do something that was um, 
that was phenomenal. We're in those days of Noah right now. You realize that. Jesus said the end would be as the days of Noah. And I'm stunned at how openly and overtly the enemy is, is recruiting, training, proselytizing, evangelizing for people to fulfill what it is that he wants. Now, sometimes Christians think, oh, I just can't believe that's happening. You know, it just makes me discouraged. I don't think I can serve. When really what we should be remembering is what Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the end of time be. We should remember what the Scripture says when it says, darkness will be upon the earth and gross darkness upon the people, but my light will shine on you. We should look at these things as a fulfillment of prophecy. And we should then look, not that we applaud those wicked things, not that we say, oh, that's great, because we'll never think that. God doesn't think that. But God many times allows the enemy to come in one way before he flees in seven. And I believe this sevenfold fast this week is us aligning with God for the sevenfold release of God's Spirit upon this nation and upon the world and how we are going to be moving with God in that. So we are believing that the heart of God created not only this nation but many other nations to be a bastion of the armies of God. And we believe that we then, as the people of God, commit ourselves to his plan, which is what God says in verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The nation who allows for the heart of God to begin to form what his plan is. I believe this nation is called to be that, as well as several other nations. You know, I was praying this past week with Brazil and talking with uh, some of the leadership there about the various things that are happening right now in their country. Uh, and it's very interesting to see how at heart it's whether people are going to step into alignment with being a people who believe in the Bible. Do you believe that's, that's also a major political thing there? Or whether they're going to go full-blown leftists. The Chinese are at the doorstep, and we bless the Chinese people, but their government is just lousy. And that's the truth. They have devoted themselves to destroy Christianity. They have. But anyway, that's a big-time battle down there right now. And so we're praying together with them that righteousness will arise. God has promised a mighty army of saints in Brazil and in, and in South America, and we're believing for that. But we believe that this nation has been set aside for that. But then also, the people whom he has chosen. You know, how many times in the New Testament do we see the choosings of the Lord? Jesus chose 12. Jesus chose the 70. And if you look at choosing, even though it's not the same, you know, it's, it's, it's a Greek word. Uh, this is a, a really unique Old Testament term, Bahar, but it's the same concept. 
You've been chosen by God. You have, and you have. We have been chosen by God. We have been given the best. We've been chosen to be saints. And we have been chosen to be an elite force who commit ourselves to partnering with our Father. We're not playing religion. We are a devoted people. And that choosing is the elect of the elect. I love that. He has chosen to move on behalf of his inheritance and to enjoy his inheritance and to prepare what his inheritance has been written for the foundation of the world. So this is a week leading up to July 4th. And as has already been said in the papers in your hand, we are believing for God to move in this country. Now, if you're expecting there to be great political change in the next couple of months, and if you wake up at the end of this fast and turn on the news and see, well, it doesn't seem like much changed, don't be discouraged. God is going to do things in his time frame. We just need to pray and trust and be what we're supposed to be. Um, but God will hear and answer prayer and we, uh, if you don't realize that there is a great conflict right now over righteousness, it's not about Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, or American heathen. It's not really about that. It's about light versus darkness. It's about God and his ways and what Satan wants to do to hasten what the scriptures say the end times are really going to entail. We must pray. And we must remember those scriptures that, that we, we speak, we've spoken about. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of his heart are what we need. Not the devices of the wicked or the plans of the heathen. We are chosen people. We live in a nation that has been devoted, it was established for freedom of religion, regardless of what the New York Times says, regardless of what revisionist history says. We were established as a, as a place where people could worship God freely. Now, what it became was something that still honored that, but... Um, it, it has had its ups and downs. We're not a perfect people. But God set this nation apart as a place where people could come and seek him. And we are going to do that. Amen? So, we come to the communion time. And um, I, I believe that this is just a wonderful thing that we've been privileged to, to do to initiate this time of fasting with communion. And so for those of us in this house, uh, I'm going to invite you in just a moment to come and get the bread and the juice and to go and commit yourself to the Lord and commit yourself for this day, this week of prayer and let him speak to you. For those of you that are um, around the world today and you're joining us. You know the last Sunday of the month is communion, so you are undoubtedly ready. 
let's believe God together for what God wants to do in your country, and we would appreciate your blessing this land as well. But um, as you come, know that this is a time of new beginnings. It was prophesied during the, the pre-service uh, gathering of the worship people, um, stepping into a time of new things, stepping forward in grace, and entering into a new day. That new day is for you. That new day is for us as we serve the Lord. So, Father, thank you. We officially convene this week of prayer, and we ask, it's already been prayed, but I'm praying this as we end the service. We ask that as we come before this communion time, that we would receive of you what it is that you want to give, how you want to interact with each of us individually, how you want to use us. We thank you for this, Father, and we, we most appreciate the sacrifice of Jesus and what this table of grace means. We commit ourselves as the body of Christ. We receive the sprinkling of the blood, and we ask you that you will use us uh, in the way that you have ordained during this week of prayer and fasting. Thank you for this, Father. And I speak blessing over every person in this house, every person who is joining us across this great land and across the world. We speak blessing. Help us now to know your heart and to enter into what you require of us. We thank you for this, for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Let's come and let's receive these uh, communion elements. God bless.